You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Now, as you think about it, if there's no struggle, if there's no struggle, you got big trouble. If there's no struggle in terms of an appetite, a physical appetite uh, that's outside of the will of God, uh, and and if there's no struggle in terms of me and that appetite, that's a problem. Because if I really have a relationship with the Father, there's a struggle between the, the sin that still dwells in the members of this body and the pull of the world, the temptation of the world. If there's no struggle, you're in big trouble. You better call out to Jesus. I really mean that. When you follow Jesus, your path will take you directly against the flow of culture and the pull of your flesh. While you're redeemed in the sight of God, Satan loves to steal your joy and freedom, and he'll do his best to draw you out of God's will and into selfishness. As Pastor Danny explains in today's message, if you find yourself just living in the flesh and not struggling against it, that likely is a sign that Christ is not in you, and you need to call on him to free you from that destructive path. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 2 with today's edition of The Living Word. The temptation here is to satisfy the physical appetite that would, in essence, be the lust of the flesh, okay? So if he does this, he gives in to the pull of the world in regard to a physical appetite that's outside of the will of God, the lust of his flesh. Now, it is great mystery and I can't explain it, but the temptation of Jesus Christ was just as real as the temptation you and I face with one difference. Hebrews tells us he was tempted in every way yet without sin, okay? And, you know, people say, well, could he have sinned? All I can say is the temptation was real. Hebrews makes that clear. It was real. And his temptation actually was greater than ours in the sense that you and I, you see, if I have a temptation in regard to a, a lust of my flesh outside of the will of God, resisting, there's a battle. But if I give in, battle's over. You with me? Jesus resisted. Every day, for his whole human life when he was here, he never sinned. He never gave in. Jesus answered, verse 4, it is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but in every word that comes from the mouth of God. Deuteronomy 8.3. And then verse 5, the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Since you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. And now Satan quotes scripture to him. It's amazing Satan will use scripture sometimes to tempt us. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12. What's this temptation? Pride. Pride and connected with the pride of this life is the glories of this life. Hey, look at me. Look who I am. Look who I've become. The devil's trying to get him to do something glorious, but it's the glory of this world. Hey, go ahead. Throw yourself down. Your angels will catch you. And you can say, hey, look at me. Heaven's all about humility. And so Jesus answered, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Deuteronomy 6. Verse 8, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Now, it's a given that Satan had the right to do that. He's called the prince of this world. 
And he's offering Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. This is the lust of the eyes. You see something in this world. And he's saying, I'll give you everything. Everything. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Again, he quotes from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Remember the encounter, John chapter 4, with the Samaritan woman at the well and Jesus? The disciples go away to get food. They come back. They're surprised to see him talking to the Samaritan woman. Um, But they bring the food, and it's obvious in the text that they're eating, and they say, Rabbi, Master, you eat too. You got to be hungry too. And here's Jesus' response. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And of course, ultimately on the cross, he cried out before he breathed his last, it is finished. And all the work the father gave him to do in the ultimate work was to give his life. He finished it. Here's what's recorded in John chapter five that Jesus said, I do not seek my own will, but the will of the father who sent me. Listen, it was the will of the father and the relationship that Jesus had with his heavenly father and that love relationship that even Uh, motivated him to endure the cross. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, not just once, three times. Three times he prays, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Take this cup from me, yet not my will. Yours be done. And it was his relationship with his father and his love for his father that, that caused him to endure the cross. He was crushed, Isaiah says. And it was the father's will, yet not my will. Yours be done. Now, here's the real mind blower. In Matthew 10, 20, Jesus addressing some disciples that would be persecuted greatly, that would stand before uh, high courts of law. And he says to them, don't worry at that time about what to say. And I'll read it for you. Matthew 10, verse 20. Uh, It will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. There's the real mind blower. Here's it said in John chapter 20. Uh, Mary Magdalene, who's the first uh, disciple that Jesus appeared to after the resurrection, she had uh, had seven demons, and Jesus cast them out of her life. She, she becomes a follower of Jesus Christ. And he says to Mary, go to my brothers and tell them, I'm returning to my father and your father. There's the mind blower. Jesus' father is my father. My dad can beat up their dad any day of the week and twice on Sunday. John 16, Jesus said, I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the Father. John 17, verse 11, he's praying, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I'm coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me. I love what he prays later on in that same chapter, John 17, verse 24. Just listen to it. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. And I will one day, and you will if you know Christ. Blows my mind. Listen to this. You receive the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba. That's a very intimate term. Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. I'm a child of God. Galatians 4, verse 6. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. The disciples ask Jesus, teach us how to pray. He says, well, here's a good pattern. Our Father who art in heaven, our father. There's a general message here in first John that if someone has no relationship with the father, they are not saved. They're not born again. 
But there's also a message for those who have a relationship with the Father. You truly are a child of God. There's the exhortation. Every age, every stage in life. Don't love the world or anything in the world. The love, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his flesh, lust of his eyes, and the pride of life come not from the Father, but from the world. Let me ask you this question. Don't answer it out loud. Come on. Just think about it. How are you doing with the temptations of the world? Now, as you think about it, if there's no struggle, if there's no struggle, you got big trouble. If there's no struggle in terms of an appetite, a physical appetite uh, that's outside of the will of God, uh, and, and if there's no struggle in terms of me and that appetite, that's a problem. Because if I really have a relationship with the Father, there's a struggle between the, the sin that still dwells in the members of this body and the pull of the world, the temptation of the world. If there's no struggle, you're in big trouble. You better call out to Jesus. I really mean that. Let me ask you this. Don't answer out loud. How often do you think about heaven? I've said it, I'll say it again, and I'm not boasting. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. It's just the reality in my life. I can't remember one time in all my Christian life since I became a Christian, I can't remember one day that I haven't thought about heaven. I think about heaven every single day. And it's natural to think about heaven when you have a relationship with heaven. You see, this is not my home. It really is not my home. And if you know Christ, it's really not your home. We are just passing through. Let me ask you one more. Just think about it. Would you be disappointed if Jesus came today? Now, see, you're like, just like the other, the other two services, I said, don't answer out loud, and you did. <laughs> you can't help it on that one, though. But some people didn't answer out loud. Some people go, you know what? I don't think I want him to come today. Some of us, because of the pull of the world, we've given in to. Okay? But some of us just naturally, and it's just a human thing, you're thinking, well, I'm not married, and I want to get married first. For those of us who are married, let us assure you, <laughs> you, you won't spend eternity going, ah, I wish I could have got married. We'd be looking at you in heaven and eternity and going, you're so lucky. You got out of the thing. You didn't even have to deal with it. <laughs> Here's a practical thing from the text that, that was good for me. It was good for me. I'm going to pass it on to you. It was a good fresh examination of my own life, my own life. And, and here it is. How do I balance the blessings that God has for me in this life and still heed and obey the text, don't love the world or anything in the world? How do I balance that? It's a practical challenge. John 3.16 shares that we know love because He, that is Jesus, laid down His life for us. Jesus didn't have to do this. He was well situated in heaven with the Father, enjoying the perfect life that exists there. But Jesus knew the depth of love that the Father has for His creation, and He Himself shares that heartfelt compassion. Your Savior came to earth willingly, knowing that He'd be ridiculed, mocked, and sent to die a painful death. He did this for you so that you too could one day know the perfection of heaven and the blessing of dwelling with Him for eternity. Would you like to know more about how you can have a personal relationship with Jesus? Please send us an email at info at ccfstpete.com. 
ccfpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. We'd be honored to tell you more. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Living Word. If you live in the St. Petersburg area, we want to meet you too. Come by Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturdays at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m. to worship the Lord and learn from His Word. Be sure to stop Pastor Danny and let him know that you're a listener. You'll find more information and directions at ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, you can still be a part of our virtual congregation. Tune into our live stream at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for another edition of The Living Word. The power.